What is up, Internet? Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Team Ability No Excuses podcast. I am Chad. Andy and Brett are with me, I think. Are we doing this again? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Brett, it's an, esta- it's an established order, Brett. You go, and then I go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here. All right, listen, you're right. I really should think of new shtick for the beginning. Is it's it's getting old and stale, eh? We should we should freshen it up a bit. No, I meant are, are we pausing again? Because last week Brett waited uh, as well. So yeah, he was just trying. I mean, to be, he was trying to be polite. He was trying to be polite last week, not step on the elder statesman, as he said in his words. This is the Team Ability No Excuses podcast, where we bring uh, real talk to matters of disability with no excuses, gentlemen. I have had an absolute blast. Uh, with you guys doing this, uh, it's been probably even way more fun than than I thought. There are even mo- even times where I look forward to it. <laughs> with, with everything going on right now, listening to podcasts might be the safest thing to do. You know, I, I totally agree, and we're going to get there uh, tonight as uh, as we are currently taping on March the twelfth, and. Uh, was an impactful day certainly for me uh, and uh, for me personally and uh, and and uh, the um, COVID-19 virus or coronavirus or call it whatever the heck you want is just absolutely ravaging uh, through the world and and changing things at a very rapid pace and we'll, we'll sort of bring light uh, to that but yeah I think you got a point there Andy. Yeah man I mean um I, what, one of the things we had jotted down for today before um, before the announcement even came down was to kind of talk about uh, your role as an educator and uh, kind of if something was going to happen or was in place. And then uh, it was almost like, uh, as, as, well, as I was, as I was putting, uh, as I was typing my thoughts out in our group chat, um, I started getting alerts that uh, uh, the school board shut down for two weeks after March break. So yeah. uh, looks like we're going to be talking about it anyway. So Yeah, yeah. Listen, I want to circle back to that. Right off the hop, though, um, we were all impacted on a personal level this week uh, by uh, the loss of someone who we had shared the ice with. Uh, on uh, on different sides of the ice in our sledge hockey uh, endeavors. Andy and I have been out of the game for quite a while. Brett, we have documented your journey back into the game on the podcast. Um, but uh, earlier this week, uh, we lost a brother in the sport, um, a gentleman uh, who had played for uh, the St. Catharines organization, a guy that we knew very well from the other side of the ice. Andy and I from the Hamilton organization, you, Brett, from the Mississauga organization, uh, and so I think we just should take a moment and uh, and honor the memory of uh, Mr. Kellen Rylett, who passed away very suddenly uh, this uh, this week at uh, 38 years old, I believe. We we played against him for years, um, and I would go as far to say as Niagara was probably Hamilton's number one uh, rival. Yeah. Um, just because of the proximity, we played them a lot, and. Uh, more than a few of our games with Niagara got got a little on the rougher side, and uh, um, I remember one time we were playing them, and uh, I uh, I just came across the, the the crease, and I um, 
I laid a pretty good hit on Cullen, and I was fully expecting, um, fully expecting uh, two or three of his, his his teammates to 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 jump in after the hit, and uh, he popped up right away and just said, "That was an awesome hit. Let's just keep playing that kind of hockey." <laughs> and uh, I just kind of smiled, gave him a fist pump, and, and we kept going. But uh, yeah, that's one of the things that stands out to me. I think uh, just to jump in. Um... I lived almost every ma- every every game against those guys with the Andy as as teammates. We played together for so long, and uh, and you're right, man. Every time we played, and we played Niagara a lot, just because they were 45 minutes, if that, down the road, and so a lot of our games were scheduled against those guys, and uh, it was always a, a competitive game and a, a physical game, um, definitely tailored to uh, to your style of play. And and Kellen was one of those guys, man, and. Uh, um, yeah, I know that uh, I was incredible. I mean, we've been out of the game for 10 years. So there's a part of me that, uh, that, you know, had to kind of jog my memory as to, uh, you know, those, those matchups against, against Niagara and stuff. But, uh, I know, I don't know, Brett, if you have, uh, something more fresh or if you could speak to, uh, to memories. I know we, we, like Andy said, when, and, and for our, if you're listening as a member of the able-bodied community or whatever the heck kind of label we're putting on it, um, you know maybe you can uh, maybe you can relate and uh, and maybe not, but um, but yeah, as a member of that community, the uh, the sledge community is is it's a close knit group of guys. Um, you play you're playing because of your club teams. You're seeing the same guys week in and week out, and uh, you know it's not like we're we're not really traveling across the province and, and meeting a whole bunch of new people. You're seeing the same guys and going to war and, and playing these games. And uh, I still, even to this day, watching the highest level players in the, in the country, when I watch the Paralympics and watch guys like Brad, Brad uh, Bowden and, and Billy Bridges, who's still playing. And you, you think about playing against those guys literally almost 20 years ago. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy to think about. I, uh, like you both have said, I'm, I'm still rather fortunate that I get an opportunity to play this game. And the the friendships uh, and the bonds that I've formed, and uh, I, I can't uh, I can't thank everybody enough for, for what, what this sport has done for me. So the fact that uh, we lost Kellen this week, who I didn't know very well. I mean, I, I knew him on the ice and... Uh, I didn't like uh, playing against him one bit. Um, he was a little, <laughs> bit, he was a little bit bigger than me. Um, he learned the physical game a hell of a lot quicker than I did. But uh, we we uh, we all get to a point in our life where uh, we're just uh, we're fortunate that we we make twenty five, thirty, thirty five, and uh, to lose lose somebody that you you've grown up with essentially indirectly but still grown up with uh so young it, it's it's shocking even uh even when it happens often and, and i've got to be honest with both of you i don't know if it's happened to you guys uh, i've lost far too many friends uh in the parasport community in the 35 years that i've been around uh that uh it it, it hurts but uh I hope I don't sound insensitive by saying this. Nothing has surprised me anymore. Yeah. I think you probably build 
some resilience, right? Um, and and I hope again for your sake, Brett. Although I know that you welcome the social media storm sometimes, but <laughs> I hope that that doesn't come across as insensitive. But you 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 have to build up some uh, some resilience, and uh, and you've probably seen, as you said, over your and you've got longer uh, in the certainly in the in the sledge. Um, community now that you're back into it or the parasport community call it what you will but again you get to know these guys and uh to see uh you do build up some resilience and uh but to see someone um uh sort of cut down at such an early age and i mean andy uh for you and i i know brett's younger than us but i mean kellen was was your age and, and a year younger than me man so to think that it uh it could all just be gone it uh brings it home in, in a way that, and again, uh, I'm not pretending either to have known Kellen all that well, other than for him being an opponent on the other side of the ice. I know um, guys that we have shared the ice uh, um, with in the past uh, were teammates of him up to probably his, you know, up to very, very recently. So they're probably feeling that impact a lot more. And certainly my heart goes out to his family uh, because it was such a sudden loss. And so uh, we wanted to take a few moments here on the Team Ability No Excuses podcast and uh, honor him and, and and pay tribute to him just in case. Well, I was going to say just in case someone that, that knew him was listening. But really, even if you're not, <laughs> I think, as we've mentioned, um, uh, it is such a brotherhood that we wanted to uh, to take a moment here. Yeah, man. And I think also the, the, the sobering reality for me was um, – like he was my age and like take your disabilities out of it. Uh, his passing had absolutely nothing to do with his, um, with his disability. It just, yeah. it could have happened to anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we, uh, we didn't say that and we won't get into specifics out of respect to, um, his family and such. And, and, and again, we don't know, you know, anywhere near the amount of details, um, but it was, yeah, very sudden and, and non-related to his disability at all. So uh, just to have it happen so suddenly. That was the part that uh, really struck me. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it sucks. And again, I don't think he, any of us knew him all that well. So it just, um, it just, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we wanted to take a second again, uh, honor his memory, uh, as a, uh, as a sort of brother on the ice. And, uh, and again, that's one thing that, uh, that will, 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 um, sort of last always as those memories. And again, Andy, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, we've already said that, you know, we didn't know him personally, but you've got that fond memory of him taking that hit. And I remember it being a good one. He pops right back up and gives you, gives you the fist bump. And, uh, so, you know, uh, I think it was was fair and that we take a moment and uh, and just kind of reflect on on those memories and uh, and on his life. So um, so uh, in memory of Mr. Kellen Rylett, man, uh, uh, we honor you and uh, and uh, thanks very much for this portion and from all of us here at the Team Ability uh, No Excuses podcast. We remember your family in our thoughts and prayers as those that did know you much better than us are grieving the loss of a loved one. So thanks very much. So as Andy had uh, as Andy had mentioned, um, the world and I don't know where you're listening from. I do imagine that most of our listeners are are fairly local and wherever you're listening for from. Excuse me. We certainly thank you for your support. Um, but we have, and actually, no matter where you're listening from, 
the entire world has been rocked by uh, by this news of uh, of not just news, but uh, the impact of uh, the coronavirus and and how it continues to uh, daily change things and and really impact. I know that we've openly talked about the three of us uh, being sports lovers and and geez, uh, Brett, what the heck? What the heck are you? What, what are we? What are we going to do with ourselves in the in the next little while? That's maybe an insensitive thing to. Uh, talk about in the light of everything that has changed but uh, I certainly wonder what uh, what they're going to chat about and Andy said it earlier uh, in the uh, in the pre as uh, before we hit record like what the heck do they talk about on sports center tomorrow there's there's no sports to talk about currently they're talking about coronavirus on sports center yeah it's it's insane listen um there's a reason obviously we've the the world is just getting hit by this and it's just so relevant for everybody and and if you're wondering kind of where we're going with this i think there's we have a sort of personal um maybe stories around it or connections to it i know that i was hit with uh some news today that will directly kind of impact my life uh day to day but we also want to bring attention to what it means for um for the disabled or differently abled or whatever the heck we're, we're, we're saying uh, community. But I know for me, uh, as Andy alluded to earlier um, in the sort of uh, kind of pre-texting planning on what we we're going to talk about, we were thinking about how this would impact schools. Uh, and then today it was announced that um, after March break, all publicly funded schools will close for two weeks. So that is, uh, again, the Catholic and public boards alike across the province, um, anything publicly funded. So, uh, and, and it's been funny for me to, again, go to Twitter or go to social media and just read about what that means. And so just for clarification, um, universities are not publicly funded. Universities will need to make their own calls as to whether or not they will close. I would expect that they may just in the week and the wake of what's been happening. Uh, private schools, again, will make their own, uh, their own decisions, but certainly for me as a, uh, as a public educator in the Catholic school board, uh, definitely affected by by that decision. Uh, we are a day away from March break. Tomorrow is the as we record. Tomorrow is the last day before March break, uh, and then of course find out that um, basically we're shutting things down for two more weeks. I think it's April fifth that they are um, um, closing schools until. So a huge impact on everyone uh, across the province. Obviously, you have a, a little more insight. Is that like a preemptive measure to make sure? Because um, there's been no documented cases of anybody in the school board yet, right? Yeah. So are they just like um, none documented? Again, I think we are officially. It's probably fair to say that we are officially in the kind of paranoia phase and the rumor and the hearsay um, sort of phase, but none documented that I know of of. Uh, students in the in the school system, but it's increasing daily and and changing every day. Absolutely, it is a preventative measure. Um, I could tell you what it has looked like over the last three days, even this entire week. So we are now as as we tape, we are Thursday. So the last four days at work, uh, we have seen increased safety measures happening. Uh, you know, starting from basic messages on the announcements to. Um, you know, have proper hand washing techniques to uh, now seeing custodians walking around extremely frequently, uh, disinfecting door handles and everything around our uh, our um, our school. So again, um, 
there and this is what was even shocking for me was there was no uh, the the board our school board website had been great with monitoring what was happening and posting safety updates and preventative measures and all this but no communication came down from the board at all uh and then the um and then the the government basically superseded it today and and just said we're closing and so there was no there still hasn't been uh, i mean i haven't looked at my email in a, you know an hour and a half but uh nothing from the board yet in terms of an official communication but yeah i think obviously um um you don't the board maybe doesn't even need to communicate it it's been all over the news and and the government certainly <laughs> supersedes the board in uh, in communications of that but absolutely to get to get back to your point andy i absolutely think it's preventative i think that um we're just I don't know if we're we're in this weird phase where it's just changed every day. We're waiting, I think, and and sort of the impact of this thing is getting greater every day. The number of confirmed cases is rising by the day, um, and uh, yeah, so it's just I think uh, an effort, a preventative effort to keep this thing from spreading is basically just stay home uh, and stay away from school where you could easily uh, pass such a virus, I suppose. The other thing I was thinking, and this is just purely uh, speculation at, uh, on my part, but I mean, March break, right? That's that's kind of the time when people get away, right? So, um, I is again purely speculation. This is just me talking, um, but I wonder how much of the decision is based on the fact that. Most people are going away, and you can't control where they're going or where they're what what they're doing when they're away. So, like, who's to say they don't go somewhere and pick it up and then bring it back? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's an awesome point, Andy. I think that has a lot to do with it. I I, I have no problem in telling you that I was shocked by the urgency of the message today, but also the length for them to say, you know, you're going to close for two weeks, but. But I mean, again, that that two weeks—that's a fourteen-day period. Um, we, I've been, I've been, uh, and I mean, that number sticks out in my head very uh, uh, profoundly because, again, earlier today I hadn't mentioned this yet, but earlier this week, I should say, um, on Monday this week, we made the decision, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of my job other than to say that. I'm a part of an amazing music program who travels every year to these big American festivals. And on Monday this year, we canceled our trip for the first time in 20 years. My school's got a huge history of succeeding at a high level at these international music competitions. And on Monday of this week, we canceled our trip uh, just with kind of rumblings of, you know, people's safety. And the big catalyst for the for the canceling of that trip was in speaking to uh, uh, an official at our school board, we were made aware that, again, if you were coming across back into Canada or crossing into the U.S. Um, and um, and there was a, a suspicion that someone was sick, even a cough. And we've been on um, the school's been on 20 trips. I've been on uh, been on just only two. This would have been my third trip. But you always see the kids get sick exhaustion uh, because they work so hard on these trips. Um, and they go away and we pack these days full of activities and you always see the kids get these colds and the flu a little bit and whatever, but, uh, sort of just to circle back to, to the point we heard from a, a high level official 
uh, within our school board that they were quarantining for 14 days. They were quarantining entire school buses for 14 days. If you, if they had suspected, and rightfully so, the country's got to do what the or the whoever it is they have to do what they have to do. And so, gosh, the nightmare of being able or being sort of you know pulled over and quarantined for 14 days because I guess that's becoming the normal protocol. So maybe I shouldn't have been surprised by the fact that uh, the government today said that we're going to go two weeks after March break. Um, and, and I think you're, you've definitely got a point there, Andy. Um, people are going to travel. They're going to scoop their, their last minute uh, flight deals. There's a hundreds and thousands of people around the world that are canceling flights last minute. And they are, there are uh, incredible probably deals uh, to be had on cheap flights. And so people are going to travel on March break and uh, it makes a lot of sense to shut things down for two weeks uh, until everybody gets themselves figured out to uh, try and stop the insanely rapid transmission of uh, of this disease. And you know, there's a lot of things that are being canceled across the world. We've touched on it a little bit with uh, sports and what what the hell am I going to do when, when there's no sports on television? But uh, I, I'm seeing that uh, our... Uh, Ontario Sledge Hockey Championships that they've been postponed. Uh, they were supposed to happen in a in a couple of weeks or a few weeks, uh, so they're taking every precaution necessary. And um, I, I'm uh, supposed to be uh, on a, be on a panel in the next number of weeks for the Canadian Blind Hockey Championships in Toronto, and I'm kind of just waiting for the for the shooter drop to. Uh, see if it's being canceled. There's a lot of guys coming in from different parts of the country. Uh, as I said, it's just such a rapidly advancing uh, and rapidly changing scenario uh, where it's literally, and I can't even say day by day anymore. It's now hour by hour in terms of cancellations, uh, things happening around the world. Um, it's, it's insane. Uh, I was at, I was at our uh, local grocery store to, uh, grab some things for my kids lunch for tomorrow and everything's just flying off the shelves. It's chaos. And, you know, you wonder how much of it is panic and how much of it is, uh, unnecessary panic. But then you also realize the gravity of the situation is that this stuff's just getting canceled left and right. So it feeds into, if it is paranoia, it feeds into the paranoia pretty well, right? And gets everybody riled up pretty quickly. Well, to kind of, uh, kind of bring this back to the, the reason of our podcast, yeah. um, just the reality of our lives. We're all pretty healthy guys. I mean, Chad could probably down, uh, three carts of ice cream, but other than that, um, other than that, we're pretty healthy and we've been fortunate that way. But uh, again, a lot of the, the guys that we, we play, we grew up playing sports with, didn't matter if it was hockey, baseball, skiing, a lot of those guys. And I use guys as a general term. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, People not, it's not gender specific. You're saying yeah, humans. Yeah, a lot of them have uh, immune disorders, right? So yeah. it's a whole whole another demographic of the population that uh, they they they're going to be affected, right? Like, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, 
I don't want to guesstimate, I guess, but the three of us, I think, would probably come through this unscathed. I mean, who knows? But uh, the the reality is um, there are people that we know and probably people that we know pretty well that if if they come in contact with this, wouldn't, right? So, you know, to, again, circle back to how fast things are progressing. uh, it's, it's pretty insane. Um, my, uh, my wife works in the healthcare profession and without keeping or in, in keeping confidentiality, I mean, you're, you're seeing increases of things in hospitals daily. Uh, and it's scary, right? It's scary for, uh, it's scary for the quote unquote average person or healthy person. Uh, and again, to circle back to, you know, I'm, I'm assuming again, we don't know, but I'm assuming the main demographic of our podcast gentlemen is, is, is people with disabilities. And, 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 and if you're listening as, uh, with, a uh, as a member of the, uh, community that doesn't have a disability, uh, you know, maybe you're listening for awareness. We've we've had champions like like Sam Loker on the podcast uh, twice now, and and a lot of you know some people are listening just to gain perspective in their own lives. But uh, you know, I think that there is that um, we need to keep that awareness. And again, as Andy sort of said, there are those that we have met and that we know with like immunocompromised and immunodeficiencies, um, and. Uh, you know, uh, people that need care. And again, not just elderly, young people like ourselves. And I use that in air quotes when I say young, because I mean, we're starting to feel older every day, but, uh, but we certainly need to all be protecting ourselves. And for uh, members of the, uh, for the members of the disabled community, again, use that word in air quotes or however you want to define yourself. Um, it certainly can, can pose a, a greater risk, right? With the uh, those that have uh, immunodeficiencies and, and things like that. So uh, it's it's getting crazy out there, boys. <laughs> you know, um, and I'm probably going to sound super selfish for saying this. And Do it. I, apologize, I apologize if I, I'm going to offend anybody. But uh, once they started canceling all these sports leagues, my first train of thought was, oh, my, what's going to happen to my fantasy team? Ah. <laughs> first world problems buddy uh, and that's, that's silly as hell and I, I apologize because I know that this is bigger than any fantasy uh, football or any fantasy hockey but uh, yeah um, I'm trying to remain level headed and that that's the reason why that, that came to mind listen I mean it's a pretty simple protocol right it it should be basic hygiene anyways wash your hands and don't touch your face um i think the ironic part um well for you two especially as full-time wheelchair users um your wheels are touching the ground and then then your hands are touching your wheels so what do you have like a like a constant stream of hand sanitizer? Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... I'm now I'm now wheeling around at work with plastic gloves. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. But uh, you know, rubber, but but who knows? Are, are we going to get to that? I don't know. 
All right, so usually at this point in the uh, the podcast, we are throwing to an offside, um, kind of really making light of some of the crap that makes us laugh. Uh, and last week's we talked about a stranger almost killing Brett, or actually Brett almost killing a stranger, if memory serves correctly. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it almost seems out of place because this has been a, a fairly serious uh, No Excuses podcast as we kind of have addressed uh, some of the 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 stuff that's hit us over the last few days. Um, but uh, I, I do kind of, I don't know if this is an offside. Maybe we'll throw it out there and say it's a its a, a little bit offside. Um, but uh, I want to throw, it, this is going to sound like a weird sentence, but I want to throw it to um, to Mattel trying to make an effort uh, to, be, to be positive and to be inclusive. And I think I'd like it, but I'm not really sure how I feel. So, um, Somebody, somebody, clarify what I'm trying to say. So Mattel. Well, yeah. Um, Go ahead, Andy. Sorry, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah. Mattel in general is doing some really awesome things for um, the differently abled community. They have a whole line of of uh, dolls, I guess, figures. I, I don't know what the. Yeah, I. Now we're trying. Now we're trying to be politically correct. With, with the word dolls, yeah, with the word dolls, I know. So, uh, yeah, I, I have seen Hot Wheels uh, uh, toys that with with like wheelchairs, right? Which is really, really awesome. I think it's great. But, but this one was was laughable, at least to us. And and maybe if you're if you're not with us, uh, if you don't share our our opinion, you're welcome to not share our opinion. But th- there was a laughable moment here. Continue, Andy, because I, I know where you're headed. Last week, it was announced that a Paralympic athlete was uh, was uh, is getting, I guess not was, but is getting a uh, a Barbie figurine in uh, in likeness of her herself. And uh, is she a distance wheeler, Brett? I'm not sure, but she's a she's a she's a chair racer. Anyways, uh, not important, but. Uh, Overall, I think it's really cool that the kind of uh, the offside moment, at least for me, and this is just my personal opinion, but it was almost like uh, Mattel found a Paralympic athlete that was successful, uh, well-known, but also looked very much like Barbie. (laughs) Because if you you look at the doll – it doesn't really look like they tried to make her likeness as much as they just tried to put Barbie in a chair, Barbie in a racing chair. And again, I might, I might be very wrong. And, uh, I'm sure that if I am, I will own that. But, I mean, uh, if you're wrong, we're both wrong. Cause I, I thought the same thing when I looked at the picture. Yeah. You, you know what I've noticed about, uh, Barbie and Mattel is that, uh, they all look alike. They all look alike. They have not changed their likeness in at least the 35 years that I've been on the planet. And I mean, that doesn't mean that I was playing with Barbies when I was fresh out of the womb. But I mean, yeah, I probably played with Barbies for a bit. I mean, gender gender exclusive, right? But uh, so... It, it just, it, it, I think you're both right. It, it kind of irked me that, uh, that they they found a a uh, a girl who was a very close likeness of Barbie, 
but then they butchered the Barbie because it didn't look anything like her. <laughs> yeah, that, and I, I mean, so again, I think it is amazing that Mattel are taking these steps to, um, to to offer toys to uh, people's people's. Uh, for people with with differences of ability. And side note, um, one of my friend's kids um, brought Maya uh, a Barbie, like with a with a wheelchair, like just a fold up wheelchair, so um, so she could play Barbies with a wheelchair because Dad has a wheelchair. So that's Amazing. that's just an aside. Yeah, really cool. But yeah, we're all all three of us are on the same page. It, it kind of. And I don't know. Maybe it's not a shot to the athlete that uh, that the, the the doll is is more a Barbie likeness than a, a likeness of her. But I I think it was jackpot, right? I think they probably they're like, wow, look at look this this writes itself. She's a you know a dynamite wheelchair athlete who happens to have you know blonde hair and uh, and looks like looks like Barbie. So I mean, good on them for doing it. I think uh, I think. The big point for me is uh, whether they they found an athlete that looked like Barbie or not, they still did it. And young girls or boys with a disability now have that figure to play with. Uh, and that's probably enough to be said right there. The simple fact, I mean, I never had a toy of, a, of, a, of, a, of a, anything with a wheelchair. I- well, listen, Mattel people who we know are listening to the Team Ability No Excuses podcast, thank you for doing what you have done uh, in trying to um, trying to represent the differently abled community in a positive light. Um, I'm sure there are other athletes that don't look exactly like Barbie. I guess maybe that was the uh, the underlying point. So we are pretty close to the end of our podcast this week and i don't usually do stuff like this i usually let andy or chad take the reins but i really wanted to touch base with our listeners about an incident that happened to a buddy of mine in the last number of weeks my friend Corey was crossing the street in toronto and unfortunately was clipped by a transport truck he, he's okay. He's safe in hospital. He's got two broken legs, but his wheelchair was destroyed. So uh, there's a GoFundMe page on, uh, on Facebook. And if you follow me, it's BT Wills on Facebook. You can find that GoFundMe page. And if any of our followers or listeners would like to make a donation, I'm sure Corey and us here at the Team Ability podcast would greatly appreciate it. Again, uh, we thank you for all of your support. Again, if you are uh, looking to uh, to help a uh, um, friend of Brett, then again, it's a gentleman that uh, that Andy and I uh, have not met personally, but clearly a good a friend of Brett uh, who has had some struggles. So you could find uh, Brett on Facebook, BT Wills. 
uh, and uh, and find that GoFundMe page if you are so inclined uh, to help a friend out. Listen, this is the point of the night where I just say thank you repeatedly again and again for all your support. Listen, we've uh, we had a, a fairly serious tone tonight as we talked about some real stuff. But uh, if you would like to use uh, the next little while uh, in self-quarantine to go back and check out any uh, old episode of the Team Ability No Excuses podcast, you could find it on any podcasting device of your choosing. Uh, podcasts are great for staying inside when, uh, when you want to stay healthy. And, and listen, wherever you are for the next little while, make sure that you're healthy. Uh, this thing is getting serious. And so from all of us to all of you, we thank you for your support. Team Ability No Excuses podcast, Chad, Andy, and Brett saying goodnight. Cheers.